foundational tools to develop a biblical worldview. Welcome to Mentoring Matters, a listener-supported program of SharonHearts.org. With the world's culture invading the church, it is vital that we establish some deeper roots in biblical truth in order to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. Hi, this is Sharon Hoskins. And this is Janie Ratzloff. Today we're going to continue our conversation about defense mechanisms, what they are, and why we use them, giving us an understanding of what they look like so that we can recognize when we ourselves are using them. And really, defense mechanisms are ways that we react to frustration and conflict to maintain our self-esteem or avoid anxiety. We need to reduce emotional conflict, soften failure or disappointment, and these defense mechanisms, when they're in use, prevent us from moving forward in the joy of the Lord and move us closer to Him. When we put up those defense mechanisms, we prevent growth in our lives. Well, and not only prevent growth, but have massive confusion, Sharon, because let's just say you're dealing with one kind of defense mechanism and I'm dealing with another, then those have to then intertwine with one another and it gets to be like almost putting together a 500-piece puzzle. And the subtlety of the enemy is to get us to focus on that person's performance in their defense mechanisms. And as soon as we do that, we, number one, quit seeing the person as a child of God. And we start to deal with them from their lack rather than from the sufficiency of who they are in Christ. And so it takes our focus off of the Lord Jesus Christ. It puts us on a negative mindset towards one another. And that is a defense mechanism, isn't it? (laughs) It's called projection. It's shifting the blame of one's faults to the other. Oh, my. And when did we start that? When we were about three years old and had a sibling and she made me do it or he did this. And we start blaming one another even when we are behaving like um, three-year-olds or five-year-olds. Yeah. And you expect that out of a three-year-old or a five-year-old. You don't expect it out of a 25-year-old. Right. Or a 65-year-old that has not learned to grow up and quit playing kid games. Well, and I think it, it, it causes us to not take responsibility for our own actions and humbly accept uh, instruction and guidance from the Lord, right? That's correct. And boy, is that pride? Well, oh. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I won't get us off. No, no, that's good. <laughs> yes, ma'am, that is pride because pride is the root of every defense mechanism that we're talking about. Oh, is it? Absolutely. Oh, okay. This is just pride in the peacock feathers full blown. Oh. <laughs> so we try to make pride pretty, huh? <laughs> Good. 
Good point. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll use my Spanish word that I know, excelente. Okay. Right. Okay. So there is a short, beautiful, simple passage in Romans 2, 1 through 3 okay. that really nails it. And I've got to read that one to you. Therefore, you have no excuse Every one of you who passes judgment, and I can insert the word opinion or perception, for in that you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same things. How do we recognize what we're judging someone on? Is because we're so familiar with it because we're doing it ourselves, but we don't see it in ourselves. But boy, can we see it in 3D dimension in someone else. Okay. And so we know that the judgment of God rightly falls upon those who practice such things. And do you suppose this, O oh man, when you pass judgment upon those who you practice such things and you do the same things, that you will escape the judgment of God? Mm, that's scary. That's that's heavy because what we're doing is we are attacking one of God's children that he is perfecting and bringing into completion. Oh, and okay. we are actually saying, God, you're really doing a rotten job on this person. Okay. And if you would let me take over, I could do a better job, which is a subtle lie that goes back to the Garden of Eden. When Satan said, Eve, why don't you try eating of this fruit? Because then you will be able to tell good from bad, and you actually will have more knowledge than God. Well, it's kind of what we talked about with offenses on one of our shows, that when we're offended by someone, we are actually offended with God. And so when we look at somebody with the judgment and pointing out all their faults, then we're basically saying, look what you're not doing right here with your children, God. Well, and another perplexity is that the Bible says that we shouldn't have cursings and blessings coming out of the same oh, mouth. All that's right? really good. And so uh, let me just do a you and me so we don't get okay. anybody involved. <laughs> So let's just say one time you do something really great, and I'm just praising you to everybody. I know she is so fabulous. She's multitask-oriented, multi-talented, and blah, blah, blah. And then you do something that irritates me, and it hurts me, and I don't want to tell you. But all of a sudden, I find myself speaking of you and like, well, you know, she may be good here, but she still really has got this hang up and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, one day it sounds like I'm in love with you. And the next day it sounds like I don't know if I even want to be in the same room with you. Right. And then you don't know what that person's heart really is because there's blessings and cursings coming out of the same mouth. And Sharon, don't you know that we as women cause that perplexity to our husbands? Yes. And to our children. Right, right. We'll praise them for one thing, and then we will put them under law of defeat, and we think we're child training them, but we are not child training them in the way the Lord has told us to. I see. And so when they do something wrong, then we regress, which is another defense mechanism, 
which is reverting to an immature behavior. And as a parent, we're teaching our children that it's okay to regress back into immaturity and start sulking and getting mad and throw in an attitude because they did something that that we disapprove of. You know, if we corrected one another the way we can correct our children or our spouses, and God took that same mannerism, we would crumble up in a in a corner and use every defense mechanism just to survive. You know, Janie, that is so true. If we would just put ourselves in the position of the person receiving what we are dishing out. I think it would cause us to think twice about how we talk about people, uh, the things that we say to people, especially, oh my goodness, the damage that we do to our children in slicing and dicing them with our words. Boy, it just cuts to the heart of who they are. But when we do that, it's really a form of regression. Well, we can have what I call the um, kingdom of self-complex. Sometimes it comes out looking like Superman. I'm so great, and I'm going to have this temper tantrum because of the way you behaved. Then there's the opposite end, and then I can go around sulking. And I, oh, I feel so sorry for myself because you did such and oh. such and such and such. And So is that the silent treatment? Well, it usually has an expression to it. And so let's just say you go up and try to be really friendly with this person, and they give you bare minimum politeness because oh, you're okay. sulking about something that okay. you have done. All right, I see. All right. There's so many facets of this that if you are not filled with the fruit of the Spirit and the joy of the Lord, you're probably working off of some defense mechanism. Okay, Janie, so let's say I've messed up, that I have used defense mechanisms in disciplining my children, in talking to my friends, in uh, sharing my heart with my husband. Let's just say I've messed up. So then what? And then, Sharon, the correct measure for that is to go and ask forgiveness. Okay. And for a parent to go and ask a child for forgiveness because I spoke hastily, I spoke with a harsh voice that was not necessary, is to give a child confidence in being able to trust their parent because their parent has now admitted the same weakness that the child may have. So can you see the uniqueness of messing up and then the Lord's told us how to fix up? First of all, with the act of forgiveness, of asking forgiveness ourselves. And if we've really been hot under the collar, the last thing we want to do is go humble ourselves, according to James, and ask a child, I didn't use wisdom in the way I spoke to you. Or that also works very well for a husband. Right. And you'll find that your children will come back and do the same for you. When yes. they do yes. wrong. You've yeah. set the example. Yes. And you've shown the character of God, our Father, yes. Jesus yes. Christ. Right. Okay. So we looked at projection, which is shifting the blame of one's fault to another, and regression, which is reverting to an immature behavior. And these are two more defense mechanisms, which really is a while of the enemy it's a trap it's a snare that he uses to keep us defeated to keep us in 
bondage and to keep us from growing in Christ. And that's why Mentoring Matters. Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hart's ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ with resource materials available for the journey at SharonHarts.org. That's S-H-A-R-I-N-Hearts.org.